You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Across the country and the world, there's widespread discussion about how to accept people who look different. On a local level, we've talked on the show about how here in Michigan, school districts are struggling with integrating students of color. But according to our next guest, one local school district is actually leading the way and setting an example of how to adapt and serve students with different backgrounds. Arab American News reporter Ali Harb says Dearborn Public Schools' acceptance of Arab students and immigrants should be a model for how this is done. Ali Harb joins me now on Detroit Today. Welcome Mm -hmm. to the show. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, this is something that's been going on in Dearborn for a couple of decades, this this integration of uh, uh, Arab-American students. Uh, Talk about why it's been successful and why other districts should be looking at it. Uh, Well, that's correct. Uh, First off, you know, when you go to a Dearborn school, there's a sign that directs you to the office in Arabic. Is that all right? yeah. yes, all school material that uh, are provided to parents must be provided in Arabic upon request. Thirty-three uh, percent of all teachers—I mean, this is a massive number—have yeah. uh, English as second language credentials. They can—they have uh, an accreditation from a university that allows them to deal with English language learners, um, and that's simply impressive. Um, and it was a process. We did not get here like overnight. Right. <laughs> um, I would imagine it was much tougher, for instance, in the late 90s, early definitely. 2000s, when you were first starting to see significant numbers mm-hmm. of kids in the schools there. And, and to fully appreciate how amazing this is, um, you have to understand Dearborn's history. This is the city of Orville Hubbard, yeah. who used to scream the n-word every <laughs> right, other day right. i mean this was not a welcoming um, figure this was somebody who wanted to keep yes. dearborn uh keep its racial makeup the keep, way it had been historically clean, right clean was the way they talked about it which yes. was always seen white. i think as a, a metaphor for white right yes. uh one, the things that you're talking about that they're doing uh something as simple as having a sign in arabic that directs you to the office that's a little thing, but it says to anybody who walks through the door that if that's your language, if that's the language you speak and understand, you're welcome here. Uh, yes. You're as welcome here as somebody who speaks English. And and I think sometimes we, we overlook the significance of those little things. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, as far as also welcoming gestures, serving halal food in, in certain schools, um, it may not be major to the wider population, but to a student who may not be able to eat every single item on the menu as his friends, it makes a massive difference psychologically. Um, but also academically, uh, having that ESL teacher and that ESL credential uh, as a teacher will allow you to deal with a student versus segregating English language learners in their own classroom so they feel like they don't fit, they don't belong. And that not only helps the immigrant student, it helps the entire student population because you're creating um, a standard for literacy, for math teaching, for science teaching that brings up the entire student body. Yeah. Uh, talk about the, the the tensions that still might remain. I know that that you know Dearborn has come a long way. 
from from where it used to be. But there are still sort of geographic mm -hmm. boundaries that separate uh, populations. Uh, some schools are more heavily integrated, I think, than than others. Uh, and sometimes that does still raise old old tensions the way that we used to see them. Well, one thing is for sure, the schools are more integrated than neighborhoods. Yes. Um, yeah, that's almost always the case, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, the divide that's happening between the east and the west in the neighborhood is more apparent um, on the street than it is in the school. In a classroom, yeah. In a classroom. Uh, and a part of that is because some of the west side neighborhoods are uh, becoming more integrated but on a youth level, they're fully integrated mm -hmm. almost because the immigrants are having children, more children. At a greater rate than, at a greater uh, rate, yes. than other people, sure. Uh, but to talk about some of the tensions that may still exist or that are in the process of uh, being addressed, <coughs> we have to talk about how we got here today. And it's that the Arab American community in Dearborn sort of earned it not like they showed up one day and they're like okay here's everything no they elected the right people to the school board they advocated for certain things they brought in the, the federal government to intervene on on uh, one occasion and also uh, when you have a growing population uh, you cannot simply not address it i'll give you an example um the eid holiday which is the muslim holiday uh, -huh. uh it that that day was not an off-school day until students stopped showing up. And if you have below 70 or 75% attendance, the school will not give you funding for that day. So the, the district had to rework the calendar right. <laughs> to accommodate the students because if they don't, they're going to lose money. They lose money, yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, acceptance and integration are a function of other things, right? <laughs> Not necessarily uh, the noble spirit of, of inclusion. Um, uh, talk about uh, talk about the things that, that Dearborn is still sort of working on in the schools. Uh, when you talk to administrators there, uh, what, what are the things that they say are, are challenges ahead? Well, well, the administrator that I talk, the administrators that I talked to, um, all seemed very um, dedicated to the students. And I think that's a part of the success story is that there have been people, there are still people who are dedicated, whose hearts are in the right place. Uh, but they were sort of uh, reluctant to tell me what's going on. You know, that's challenging still. But I can tell you from recent cases we've covered, there's still a little bit of bullying in, in some classrooms. Right? They're trying to yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. They say, you know, they have several Ethnic programs. Bullying, Ethnic bullying. And sometimes between the different sub-ethnic, sub-Arab groups. Yeah, that I on. think that's an interesting dynamic too. Yes. I mean, I, I think a lot of people think, well, they're all uh, of Arab descent, but there's a lot, I mean, there's a huge diversity among huge, that population. Yes. And, and sometimes it's between um, the immigrant students and, uh, and the first-generation Arab-American students. Right, that makes that, a lot of sense. That goes on. Um, one, um, one problem that a former principal of Fortson High School um, which is almost entirely yeah. Arab American yeah. at the moment, I was talking about was expectations and that there are still, there may still be some people in the schools who do not expect the Arab American students right. to Don't perform. hold up that excellence yes. uh, and say, look, you gotta, you gotta to be part of it. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ali Harb, 
reporter with the Arab American News. Thanks, as always, for Thank being you. here on Detroit Today. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I will be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. Uh, Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella, technical director and engineer Matthew Trevathan, and associate producer Aaliyah. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow.